What up, everybody? It's another episode of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire Hustle. I'm your host, Jevin LaFave. You can follow me on Instagram at Jevin.LaFave, on Twitter at JevinLaFave. Find everything for the show on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at LeftSideHeavy underscore. Today is the NFC the NFC Conference preview and um, award winners. So me and Hayden, I'm bringing Hayden on again, um, whether it's unfortunately or fortunately. <laughs> All love, brother. But uh, yeah, we run through um, the NFC North, South, East, West, um, how each team will kind of finish, whether they'll hit their over-under, and then we'll run through MVP, Players of the Year, Rookies of the Year, Comeback Player, Coach, and then we'll hit the playoffs, AFC Conference, NFC Conference, and the Super Bowl. So it is a very, very fun episode. It was a bit on the longer side, so sit tight. And yeah, just I hope you guys enjoy the show. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube, leave a rating and a review. And yeah, you know what? Let's get this episode kick-started. Think I see the Episode 56 of Left Side Heavy, the podcast presented by Blue Wire Hustle. I'm your host, Jevin LaFave. You can follow me on Instagram at Jevin.LaFave, on Twitter at JevinLaFave. Find everything for the show on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Left Side Heavy underscore. Also, be sure to give the YouTube a subscribe, Left Side Heavy. And if you're watching here now, uh, thank you for joining us. And this is part two of the NFL preview show, and we are I'm back with my guy, Hayden Barton, and we're doing the NFC, and we're doing our season awards predictions, our Super Bowl picks, should be a fun one, bro, thanks for coming on again. Yeah, man, I'm, uh, I'm fucking pumped, you know, NFC teams here, <sighs> ready to get this underway. Um, what, like, based, like, top to bottom, NFC or AFC? What, do you, what do you like? What do you think is the better conference? I think we went through this last week, but I'm a lot higher on the AFC. I think the NFC might be like top heavy, but I think the NFC has the best division. You mean like best divisions or best conference? No, I think and well, like the NFC overall, I think has the best division in football out of the eight. Okay. Okay. The yeah, NFC, no, that makes... Like, like I think the NFC West is the best division in football. Yeah. But I think the AFC overall might be better. But honestly, it's kind of it's tough to say. There's a lot of like there's a lot of good teams in the NFL. But anyways, the NFC. When you think of the NFC, what like kind of storyline or what stands out to you about this conference? One thing that kind of stands out to me about this conference is that, like you said, you know, when they're top heavy, I actually kind of agree with that because I'm thinking about the last three uh, or the, the three first round picks, right? It wasn't the 49ers that were originally in that third overall spot. It was uh, some different team, but the, the two first teams of the picks were the AFC. They're part of the AFC. So it's like, 
you have a lot of top heavy AFC teams, but then you have a lot of low AFC teams. And the NFC is like that nice middle part where it's like, oh yeah, NFC has pretty solid teams all around. Yeah. So, you know, you can't really uh can't really bypass anyone in the NFC. Even though like you said the NFC West is you think the hardest division. I think the AFC North is the hardest division. With Cleveland, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, and Cincy. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's a uh, it's always a good conversation to have because it kind of it can like bounce back and forth between like year to year because every team is on like there's a lot of teams close. So it's like if a team has a bad off season and the other team like a NFC team has a bad one and the AFC has a good one, then it could just like the conferences can easily change like in the matter of that. So it all depends how every off season goes, but yeah, the NFC, we um, we'll start with uh, last year's worst division. I don't think it will be the worst division this year, but we're going to start in the NFC East. The um, NFC least. The NFC beast. uh the nfc east with the giants eagles cowboys and football team we'll start with the giants we'll start with the big apple nice um lots of there's a couple storylines here you got saquon returning from injury kenny galladay just signed there their O line is still figuring stuff out, but I think the biggest bright spot would be their defense because their defense played very well last year. Um, what do you make of the Giants this year, and any like storylines or players to watch for the team? I mean, you hit the nail on the coffin, right? Their defense is the one bright spot uh, for their whole team. Saquon, obviously, if you want to talk about bright spots, actually, that's the biggest bright spot. So. I mean, Kenny Galladay coming in injured with the season. Who knows how he's going to play? I say this is a make-or-break year for Danny Dimes. And, uh, yeah, they're definitely not the best team in this division by far. No, yeah, this is definitely a figure-it-out year for Daniel Jones. It's like, hey, you finally have a good wide receiver in Kenny Galladay when he's healthy, right? Yep. You're getting your guy Saquon back. Daniel Jones just has to be disciplined with the ball because he's he's very mobile, so he can kind of make plays on his own. But once he does get those plays, it's like he's either fumbling at the end of the play or it's he's fumbling in the pocket. Like he just he's always had a problem with turning the ball over. And I think if he doesn't have a good year this year, then they're gonna like he's done. Yeah, like it's hundred percent. So. They're over under right now, set at seven. Uh, how do you have them? Seven. Yeah. Fuck, man. Well, I have the schedule right here: uh, Broncos, Washington, Atlanta, New Orleans, Dallas, Rams, Panthers, Chiefs, Raiders, Bucks, Eagles, Dolphins, Chargers, Cowboys, Eagles, Bears. Football team. Holy fuck. That is that's a rough schedule. I think they lose a lot of those games. I think they lose a ton of these games. You know, their defense can't put them in uh so many uh situations here. I think they split 
with Dallas and Philly. I think they lose outright to Washington just because of how good Washington's defense is. Especially that front seven where when Daniel Jones has had problems turning the ball over, that's a like that's an absolute crew that's going to be coming after you. Oh yeah. Like so it's it's scary to go up against Washington. And that's not just for Daniel Jones, that's for a lot of teams. Washington, we'll get to them in a sec, but I No, agree. yeah. I've I have them at the under. Yeah, I got them at the under too. I I just don't think it, like Saquon he might be good for like week 3 they're saying. Like week 1 isn't guaranteed. And then I've heard I've heard differently. I've heard he's uh he he's looking to start week one. I've just heard like a I saw a couple things where it's like week three is definite, and it's like if it like he's not going past that, but it's still like not one hundred percent that he's mm-hmm. gonna be starting week one. So if he doesn't have them for the first couple weeks, then it's gonna be hard to. You know, fulfill his position, right? So that's true. And yeah. week three also is against Atlanta, so you're skipping the Broncos and football team. Yeah. So that could be like a get right game. Yeah, exactly. So we both have the under seven uh, for the Giants. We'll shift to the Eagles. Um, quite possibly some of the wor- the worst fan base in the entire league. Oh my god, um, they're so toxic. I I like I don't see a ton of bright spots for the Eagles. They just got they have like a decent like they have an up and coming um wide receiver and like just a up and coming offense, I should say. Um it's just a matter of like can they obtain an identity this year, which I think is really important for them. Yeah. No, I totally agree. Like, is Jalen Hurts your guy? I don't think they're going to have a problem ever with Devontae Smith. I think the only thing holding him back is going to be, can Hurts get him the ball or, like, can he stay healthy? Like, I don't think he's going to be a bad player at all. But I don't know a lot. I like Hurts this year. And, I mean, with Miles Sanders, Boston Scott's still good, but is it Gailman? He's Kenneth Gainwell. Gainwell. Uh, he's looked very good this preseason, and yeah, clearly the uh pass catching RB there. Yeah, so I think the Eagles. It's just like their defense. Can they piece it together? Can they provide like a backstop for when the offense doesn't produce? Like that's just a huge question mark, right? So huge, yeah. I just think this is a year for the Eagles where they just need to figure out who they are as a team and like what direction they should go. Yeah. No, definitely. This will be a. I don't think they're gonna do anything too special. I have them in New York, kind of in the bottom half of uh, the whole league, honestly. And you know, if they don't really do anything this year, they really got to attack the defense in the draft next year, or at least try and piece together something because they have a decent defensive line, but they have no secondary help or linebackers. Yeah. They, you're starting a CFL linebacker or ex CFL linebacker, all right? Like, <laughs> yeah, it's a lot about you. Yeah, it's a lot of them get signed to the practice squad, and it's like, I mean, obviously, there's been those stories like Cam Wake, like uh, people have come from the CFL and had success, but I mean, there isn't much. If that's like your 
talking point, like bright spot, focal point on the defense, then you got some work to yeah. do. But every team has been in that position, and it's just like their time right now. But mm-hmm. uh, they're over under right now, set at six and a half, like we kind of stated and have kind of been talking. I th- We got the under. I, at yeah. least I got the under. Yeah, I have the under too. The football team. Fitz Magic. A lot lots of positive vibes coming from this team. What do you make of uh the football team and kind of how they've handled this offseason and coming to the season? Their defense looks great. I am fucking excited for the football team, man. They yeah. have one of the youngest, but yet almost like most veteran present defense I think I've ever seen. It's crazy. It's insane. And then their offense is firing on all cylinders now with Terry McLaurin, soon to be Curtis Samuel, Antonio Gibson, JD McKissick, Logan Thomas, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh my God. Like the, the one thing is Ryan Fitzpatrick. Is he actually a good quarterback? He's had one winning season with the jets but the Jets fucking suck, okay? Like, if Fitzmagic doesn't do anything this year, that's it. Yeah, That's it. This is his chance. This is his opportunity to just prove everyone wrong. This is like a make it or break it year. Right. Sorry. Long date. Um, not a make it or break it year for Fitzpatrick, but this is obviously the best team that he's played on. In his whole career, like, I think he's got the best receivers on his team. I think he's got the best defense behind him. And mm-hmm. that Logan Thomas guy, he's an absolute dog. So when I say make it or break it, it's basically saying, like, are you just a guy who slings it and gets lucky? Like, he's never won a playoff game. Like, can you take advantage of being on a team as good as this? Or are, yeah. are you truly bad? Because I think... If they are bad, it's going to be because of Fitzpatrick. But I think the way Fitzpatrick plays, he was playing good in Miami. But they had no choice but to bench him because they had to see what Tua was made of, right? And I think yeah, it was just to. it was just Fitzpatrick being in like a situation where it's like, if it wasn't for a rookie being behind me, then I would have played that entire season. And he was playing well, right? So yeah, it was. So I think with McLaurin, Thomas... Samuel as your pass catches, and then you got Gibson and McKissick coming out of the backfield. They, I, they are very well built to go on a run this year. And this, he, he could potentially, his first playoff win could consist of a playoff run if yeah. he places, if he deals the ball out good enough. I agree. Because also coaching, that's not the problem. Riverboat, Riverboat Ron. Riverboat Ron. I think no. the only reason why he got fired from Carolina, I think, is because they were just in a different place where they need to, to retool. Like, we need a new voice in the room. We're releasing Cam Newton. Like, we're just kind yeah. of we're rebuilding. Cleaning house. Yeah, yeah, not necessarily rebuilding, but just pressing the reset button. Let's just, like, get some new voices in here, all that. He's still a very good coach. They're... 100% vaxxed, so they're not yep. going to be in any danger of, like, forfeiting games if, like, right? So I, I like they Washington this be. year. They shouldn't be, exactly. 
Uh, they're over under right now set at eight and a half. I think despite the schedule, I still think that they are hitting the over. I don't think that they're finishing this year with a losing schedule. Yeah, no, I uh, I agree. I think I take the over as well. I see them beating, you know, every team in their division, maybe only splitting with Dallas. Yeah, so I agree. There you go. That's that's five games right there. And then, you know, you got the Falcons uh, as an easy team. You got the Panthers and the Raiders. And then right there, that's already eight wins. Right. So now you just got to think, you know, can they beat Wash? Um, can they beat the Broncos? Can they beat the Bucks, the Packers, uh, the Bills, Chargers, or the Saints? And out of those teams, you know, I think they can easily pull out two wins. Yeah. And then hit nine. So, yeah. yeah. I, I like the over on Washington. I think they're, they're a 9 10 win team this year, I think. I agree. I agree. Yeah. The Cowboys. They're getting Dak back after that gruesome leg injury or gruesome it's cramp. It's just a cramp. It's, it's just, just a, a cramp. cramp. <laughs> 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 oh, Tony Romo. My gosh, that's one of the greatest sound bites of all time. I think it's just it's a cramp, Jim. Like cramp, Jim. <laughs> His ankle is literally almost coming the other his way. leg. <laughs> yeah. It's just a cramp. Fuck. I think the storyline for this team is if you're a degenerate gambler, pick the over for every Dallas Cowboys game because they're oh going to be in a shootout every single every game. Time. They have mm-hmm. uh, one of the top five offenses in the league, if not like top three, with Prescott, the best wide receiving core in the league, I think, was Cooper, CD, and Gallup. Yeah, Gallup's be. like a thousand yard receiver, and he's like the third one on the depth chart and it's like he was like a thousand yeah, rec- yard receiver before they got CD. And then obviously you have Zeke and the best handcuff running back in Pollard. Tony who, Pollard. Yeah. Who might even be a better runner of the ball than Zeke. It's just Zeke is bigger, bigger. Yeah. And can catch. Right. Better. But their defense is like, there's so many holes in that defense. Right. And what was they, it? they spent like six they, out of their seven draft picks on defense this year. Yeah. So there's going to be a very interesting team. They're like the KC of the NFC, right? They're just going to put up a the, lot of points, but I just yeah. think they're like, they're just a tier below them. This is one of the teams I was talking about is a hard over under for me. They're at nine and a half. They were like the storyline of them this year was the same one was my expectations of what I think is going to happen this year as it was last year. And they were one and three before Dak got hurt. And yeah. they were uh, on side recovery from being over four. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like Prescott was on pace to get like 6,000 passing yards last year and then he snapped his leg. Yep. Right? That, no, it's insane. So I think I I have them on the under. I still like I think they're going to finish around eight nine wins. I just like they're just always a team where it's like somehow some way they just can't get it done. Oh yeah, no, a hundred percent, hundred percent. I I'm taking the under as well. You know they're going to be in a lot of shootouts and they're going up against a lot of teams who could put up good numbers and could shoot out with them. You know like. 
or even they're just playing like teams with pretty good defenses. You know, yeah. obviously they got to face Washington twice, right? And then Tampa Bay in the opener. Yeah, the opener. Like, okay, how about this? If the Cowboys win Thursday night, some way, somehow, they're they're hitting the over. Yeah. But if they don't win Thursday night, I, I'm taking the under. It, it's not just like a, a fade in that weird way, but I really want to see how Dallas is after this one game. Like if yeah. Dak is truly unstoppable and their defense, it doesn't matter how bad they are. They could give me like fucking New Orleans 2013 vibes where they're seven and nine. But Drew Brees is putting up 45 points a game and still losing. Yeah. Like, that's that's how I see this Cowboys team this year. Yeah, so, it, it's a team that's very hard to judge because they have so much talent on one side of the ball, but it's like how much of it can it make up for the lack of talent on the other side of the ball? I right? agree. So, yeah, we both got the under, but I think it's a slight under. Like, I think they, they finish around nine, nine yeah. wins. Or like eight, eight and a tie, right? Like, yeah, I just eight, like yeah, the tie. It's just like it's such a hard, it's such a even over under for this team. They have enough talent to win twelve games this year, but it's just a matter of like, can that defense help them out, right? Exactly. How do you see this division shaping out, one to four? I think we both see it. Maybe this. Uh, maybe we don't. I see it, Washington. I see it, Dallas. I see it, New York. I see Philly. And the same. Yeah. I presumed as much. Yeah. How many playoff teams do you see from this division? Uh, maybe maybe Dallas gets in a wild card. You know, we'll go think, we'll go through the whole thing and then we'll see. Yeah, okay. Okay. The NFC West, my top division in the um, NFC best in, in the league. Yeah, the NFC best. The 49ers, Seahawks, Rams, and Cardinals. Now, the 49ers will start. All right. We'll start with the 49ers. Very broken team last year. <laughs> Full of yes. injuries. I think they're... Trey Lance has to be the quarterback for 15 weeks. Like, he has to come in around, like, week two or three for this team to really shoot up. I just think they're going to set him out for, like, he might pull some Jameis Winston snaps, like, come in, like, for some big play ones, like, some crazy shit, because Shanahan's, like, a coach that can, like, pull a trick play out of his mind. Offensive mastermind. But I think he comes in around week two, three. Okay. What, like... How do you break down the 49ers in terms of how they can excel or how can they excel their 10.5 over-under total? Well, I know I gave you like a fucking hot-ass take that you uh, asked uh, the Did You Hear podcast about it like the other time, right, where I thought Kyle Shanahan. I still think Shanahan's overrated just because of my reasons. We don't need to get into it, right, but... This year, it's like I think Shanahan might be quietly on the hot seat if he has a disappointing year. Like if they don't make playoffs, I could realistically realistically see Shanahan uh, 
getting canned because it's like he has a great team. He has a great defense. And that one year where he went 13 and three, it really proved it. So if he does good this year, he'll be great, but he's going up against some pretty hard teams, but then he's also going up against some pretty easy teams. So uh, I think, I think they can hit the over just because they have a very beneficial schedule towards the end of their, uh, the end of their year. Yeah, I I agree. I think Bosa is going to be a huge piece to come back to really cause havoc on all quarterbacks. Easily comeback player of the year, a candidate. Yeah, we'll get to that later. Obviously, like this division, the top three can be scrambled in any sort of order. I think Arizona's like last place. Yeah, I think just and because be the they're best like team in the NFC East. Like, it's just they got screwed over because they have a talented team. It's just that they're with three of the top teams in the NFC. Like, yeah, right. It's just like it's so unfortunate, right? But this could also be a division somehow where all, where, yo, what just happened? <laughs> where all four teams could make the playoffs. Wouldn't that be fucking insane? That would be crazy. Because they you all think split with each other and yeah, then win 12. You think like, like we'll get to Arizona later, but you see Kyler Murray, D Hop, they got Rondale Moore, they have Christian Kirk, two good gadget receivers. If James Connor works out, he had a great rookie year. He just needs to stay on the field. Chase Edmonds is a good RB two. Yep. Even can edge out Connor for RB one. Right? And then they have they got JJ Watt. They have Chandler Jones. If uh Isaiah Simmons works out, right? But this just this division, man, it's just insane. But for the 49ers, I just think they're a very solid team from top to bottom. I think like you see Ayuk and you got you get George Kittle back, Debo Samuel. I just I really like this team. And they get Trey Sermon too with Raheem Mostert. That's gonna be a nasty yep. backfield. I agree. So I got I got 49ers hitting the over. I just if Jimmy Garoppolo can just manage the game good enough. Mm-hmm. What what are their first three weeks of this uh, season? Their first three weeks are very easy, other than one. You got Lions, you got Eagles, and you got Packers. See, I still think that that's potentially a three and zero start to the season if they can yeah. hit Packers. If they just need to trade, go toe to toe with the Packers, they can't really go like three straight drives without scoring anything, right? Yeah. So, I, I, I think the Forty ers have what it takes to get like have a thirteen win season again. They just need to. I think Lance needs to come in this year. Oh, okay. I'm I'm gonna say one thing more too. Like, if Lance comes in. They're going under. Garoppolo is the guy. Red shirt Lance this year. Bring him in, like you said, with some Jameis Winston big play ability. But keep Garoppolo in there. Unless Garoppolo is just shitting away your season and you're like fucking two and seven midway through the season, then put in Lance. But you got to ride your starter. You got to ride the guy that you came into this whole four-year deal or however many year deal he has and yeah, ride I'm not him too out. sure yeah because if you put in lance 
I, I don't I don't know. He, it's a good system, yeah. But rookie quarterbacks, I always tend to fade rookie quarterbacks. So that's why you got to keep Garoppolo in there. If he fucks away your season, then put in Lance. See what you got for the rest of the year, and then boom, next yeah, year comes. Get rid yeah. of Garoppolo, Lance. Is it going to be like a Miami situation? It could be. It could very well be. Uh, if Garoppolo's doing good, though, keep Garoppolo in. Well, Fitzpatrick was doing good last year. Yeah, I know. But see, they had the narrative of putting in Tua at a certain point. Do Does, does Shanahan really have a plan to put in Lance at a certain point? Uh, he said because... he's always wanted a quarterback like Lance. So maybe he just like... It starts itching at him like, okay, I need to throw this guy in. He also said because they traded up uh, for him. He also said that Lance wasn't on his draft board, and he was looking at Fields and Mac Jones. And then, what does he do? He drafts Trey Lance. So he always has a little bit of smoke wherever he's coming from. So he's a little bit of a, a dicey coach. He could also be steering away media. They, who knows yeah, exactly. the games that they play? Exactly. So we both got the over. Yeah, Yours is an under with Lanson. Yep, I have the over with Garoppolo. The Rams. I think they're Rams. I think they're one of the best all around teams in the league. Uh they got a high flying offense. I really don't like the can Akers injury. I think he was gonna have a good year this year. It's heartbreaking to see that. Yeah, no, but Darrell Henderson sucks. still produced for them on a high level last year. Maybe not high level, but productive level. Like he was a good running back to have he on was serviceable. the team. And then they get Sony Michelle, who had a good rookie year in New England. He just couldn't hit a hole on the offensive line years <laughs> after. And they finally get a QB that can stretch the field. Yep. On a yeah, more that's consistent so nice basis. To see. And that's why I just like this. This team is just like unreal. You got Jalen Ramsey, Sam Darnold, and Sam then Darnold, Aaron Donald, or Aaron, Aaron Donald. God damn it. <laughs> um, and then Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby, Matt Stafford, of course. So I just think they're very well built, and they're gonna have a very good year this year. Yeah, I love the Rams this year. I mean, I know we talked about it way early in the year back in like February or March and Stafford had just, oh no, it was definitely March because Stafford had just gone to the Rams and we're like, Whoa. it was short. It was shortly after the Super Bowl that he. Yeah. Went there. Okay. So maybe it was, yeah, it would, it, February, March. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I was, I was pretty good with timing, but yeah, like it was, yeah. that was just like, Whoa, <laughs> Rams actually have. A fucking chances. This could be 2018 Rams. Yeah, better because Stafford is way better than Goff. At least yeah. in my opinion, I, I think it's so underrated. I think Tyler Higby's value slightly goes down. He's he's still gonna have his big games because Hawkinson last year had his big games, but I think Stafford's more of a down the field push, and. I, I don't think Higby's quite a stretch the field tight end as much as Hawkinson is. I still think Higby's going to have a good year, but I think his value either stays the same or slightly goes down. It wasn't as high as it was before because I think Jared Goff 
uses his tight ends a lot more. But it's still he's still a very serviceable tight end because Hawkinson still played good, but he just had mm-hmm. his inconsistent inconsistencies. Yeah. And Jared Goff, like I think he uses his tight ends a bit more to be consistent. But I still like every piece on the Rams. I say like I I see no weaknesses on this team. And they was it they got the um no, it was the Browns. Never mind. It was the Browns that got the pieces from LA. LA didn't get it from the Browns. But like Johnson and um cornerbacks went to Cleveland. Yeah. But Johnson I still, and Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> I still I still like LA and I think they're gonna have a very big year this year. They're over under set at ten and a half. I still think that they <sighs> I still think they hit that over. If I, I think they're better than San Fran and I think they're both gonna yeah, no, I like the over as well, uh, especially on you know some of these some of these like top tier teams. Yeah, I uh, I like the Rams beating you know uh, the Bucks. I like the Rams beating oh voice crack. I like the Rams beating the Packers, and I like the Rams beating the Ravens, 49ers, and C- I like them beating every team this year because yeah yeah there's there's just so so much more versatile this year. And to your point about Higby, I think his stock goes up because of the Cam Akers injury. Daryl Henderson was good, but they drafted Cam Akers to replace Daryl Henderson. So I don't know how much confidence McVay actually has in Henderson. He's serviceable, but now with Michelle here, maybe it kind of like steers them towards the running game because that's their identity, right? Like, I think he has a ton of confidence in Henderson. Okay. I think he has a ton of confidence in him because he put and he was serviceable last year, and like I just think he wants to be able to get Michelle to obviously have a committee, but I don't think that deflates Henderson confident the confidence McVeigh has in Henderson at all. It's just a lot of like what if Henderson gets hurt, then you're screwed. Yeah, no, that's very true. So, but yeah, I think. All the pieces on that team are at a high level right now. And they're and, all there, too. Yeah. So that's exactly what they need. Yeah. And then you get McVay, who's a mastermind as a coach. Agreed. Right. So, yeah, I got the over at 10.5. Um, I also have the over. Yeah. Uh, Seahawks. <sighs> I when I went on to Ian's podcast to speak your piece, I said the under, and well, I right after the episode, I told you, or like as you were listening to it, I said that there's a few teams that I regret my answer on, mm-hmm. and the Seahawks was it, because despite it being ten, anything's possible with Russell Wilson at quarterback. Yeah, that's very true. And it's just like with like DK just keeps getting better. Tyler Lockett has become one of the more slept on receivers in the league. hundred percent. And I just, I don't know what it is. They're in so many. The thing that why I said the under is because of how many one score games that they won last year. And if it wasn't that for them going the other way, they probably wouldn't have done as good as they did last year. Yeah, no, so, definitely. It's like, what's your opinion? Because I want to hear what you have on the Seahawks to kind of like 
edge me towards the over or under because I have an answer, but I'm just I'm so unsure about this team. All right, I on Ian's podcast, speak your piece. I loved your answer. The under, you look at what teams they have to play, and knowing the defense that they have, they just got rid of their best corner. Like, generally, who is their starting corner right now? Because Shaq Griffin's gone. KJ Wright, gone. You still got Bobby Wagner. That's awesome, right? And you still got, like, uh, some not, not veteran safety but you got like some serviceable safeties, but yeah, like their offense there, they could be like Dallas, except they want to run the ball. That's their identity. They have four starting or they have four receivers on their 53 men roster and five running backs on their 53 men roster. So if that tells you anything, they want to run this ball. They want to keep the games close and they want to make sure that whatever team they play, you need to beat them in the run game. And if you don't, then they're going to air it out. But if you have serviceable corners, like against a lot of these teams, it, I don't know, man, it's so hard. I think, I think the under is a great decision because their defense is so bad and they would go up against some high powered offenses, like high powered rattle off some of the offenses that they go against. All right. They go against, Indianapolis week one, they go up against Tennessee week two, and then they get back to back with 49ers and LA. Then you got the Steelers who are like offensive line. eh. Then you got new Orleans who could be getting Michael Thomas back at that point. Who knows? It's going to be a close one. That one's going to be a great game. I cannot wait to go see that game. Uh, Then you got green Bay. And then you got, uh, if you want to really consider, uh, Chicago, a pretty decent defense or offense. Their defense is going to be great, but that's who that those are the high powered offenses that really could take it to them. Yeah, those are some very very good offenses. And you yeah. know Arizona always plays Seattle hard too. Yeah, so you can't count them out for either of those two games. Yeah, no, I totally agree. It's like, yeah, it's just. And then he just like it's like oh wait Russell Wilson's quarterback he's very very good at football he's and great it's just like fuck this defense <laughs> is so bad but Russell Wilson's so good and he always just fucking pulls stuff out of his ass and yep brings out a win <sighs> yeah Man. no that that's I like the under just because of their defense. On paper, the under looks like the right play. Do you know, I have it at 10. I'll say it's a push. I say okay. they get 10 wins. But it's not going to be pretty. It's, it's going to be a very fluctuated 10 wins. Like, it's going to be like, I don't even know. Yeah. My gut says under, but I just, or like, yeah, it's just like, I their three free wins are the Lions, Texans, and Jags. Yeah. Those are three free wins. They, they don't have to, have they, to find yeah. seven more wins in between this. That's hard. Like if they play Geno Smith at quarterback, he probably could win those games for them. Pro- yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. So yeah. Seahawks. I have them at a push at 10 um, and you got them at the under. Yeah. Probably Cardinals, 
The Cardinals. Uh, this is a team where I think it's make it or break it. It's just like there's so many good pieces on this team, but it just feels like it's desperately put together. But they get J.J. Watt to kind of to run the line with Chandler Jones. They got James Conner. They lost Kenyon Drake. So I think that's just kind of a you didn't really lose or gain anything. I think they're kind yeah. of the same tier running back. If anything, I'd give the slight edge to Drake just because he's more consistently on the field. And I don't know. I'd rather have Drake than Connor, but it's not by a yeah. wide margin. And I think their defense just needs to step up because they've made games. They've made a lot of games close when they shouldn't have been close. Mm-hmm. Right? They have what it takes to have a good defense, right? They got Buda Baker at the safety. Um, Beast. Yeah. Beast. Patrick Robinson and Ontrell Roll uh, Jr., right? Yeah. Did he go to Arizona? I forget if he did. I'm not 100% sure, but. I know they got a corner, right? I'm pretty sure, like in the first round. Oh, wait, no, they drafted a linebacker, right? Yeah, they drafted a linebacker. Yeah. yeah. Okay, it was the second round that they got someone. Yeah, yeah they got a linebacker. And then you got Isaiah Simmons, second year. He should be better. Yeah, love that guy. Yeah. And then J.J. Watt and Chandler Jones on the line. So, yeah, I their over-unders at 8.5. This is another team where I was like, ah, ah. Uh, I have I have them at I have them at the over, just because I don't know they have the offensive talent. It's just a matter is, is D Hop going to play right? Just because he's very against the way the NFL's handling anti vax rules and stuff like that. But I still yeah, think... yeah that's concerning. So yeah I don't know I I'll, I'll fuck around and say the over at eight and a half, but it's it's one of the, it's similar with the Seahawks where it's just like. Man, I don't know. Yeah. No, I, I'm looking at their schedule again, and holy fuck, man. Like, obviously going through basically the exact same teams as Seattle, and honestly, maybe even a little bit more challenging here. Like, they instead of, like, instead of the Steelers, they had the Browns, and I like the Browns more than I like the Steelers, right? Yep. And then... Yeah, like the uh, they go against basically the whole NFC least. They're only just missing uh, Philly, which is actually kind of funny. They play against the Bears, Lions, and Cowboys. That's very interesting. Uh, so I see them under by only half a game. I say they get to eight. Eight. Yeah. Yeah. I like they're an eight or nine win team. Like I don't think they're hitting double digits this year. Yeah, and I so, think Cliff Kitchens quietly might be out the door after this season. That was the my first coach to get fired. I think. Yep. I think Kingsbury's going to be uh, gone. Which maybe I'll I say the calling him Kitchens. Yeah. So I'm sorry about that. <laughs> Did I just call him nickname. Kitchens? I I thought no, I was, no you call yeah, them Kingsbury. Okay. I keep calling him Kitchens yeah. just because I think it's funny and hilarious. Well, I called Aaron Donald Sam Darnold, so Sam Darnold. <laughs> that makes up for it. Yeah, this is a, we can't speak this episode, Hayden. This is a this is a tough one. Maybe we need to yeah, no, this is branch a... out. Maybe I need a different guest on the show. Maybe it's this. Oh fuck. <laughs> <laughs> hey, why don't you go get Adam or Duncan in here, eh? 
Oh yeah, I'll just go get Duncan. He can be your uh, San Francisco guy. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So, you know what? I'll I'll join you, and I'll say uh, over under eight. I'll say under eight. I think there they're gonna go. beat the eight. But join um, me, brother. I don't know if this uh, fits a YouTube uh, viewer policies or whatever. <laughs> Just tarps off for the boys, hey? Oh, yeah, tarps off. <laughs> Just a bag of milk. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, calm down there. Calm down. Um, so you're going to keep talking because I'm going to ask you this. How do you see this, the NFC West shaping out 1-4? to four? L.A., San Fran, Seattle, Arizona. I'm with you, partner. I am if, with you. And Ian, if Trey Lance comes in, then it's L.A., Seattle, San Fran, Arizona. Yeah. Or I've, L.A., Seattle, San Fran, Arizona. I think that's what you just said. Oh, did I? I didn't know yeah. if I said L.A. No, you said L.A., yeah. You're good. Okay. You're good. All right. The NFC North. This is a very interesting division. Because there's like a top team, two mid-tier teams, and then... You know, bottom of the bottom, of, bottom the of the barrel. Yeah, but uh, we'll start with the top, the Packers. They're probably the biggest storyline in the league. Rodgers and Adams. Could this be their last dance with the team? Are they gonna part ways with uh, Green Bay after the season? Um, they add a couple depth pieces to their wide receiving core with Randall Cobb is making his return, and then they draft Eli Rogers from Clemson. And defense, very hard to judge. I think they have a very, very average defense. Yeah, I think maybe it's very, above average. Very like thirteenth out of. 32. I was literally about to say top thirteen. Like thirteen <laughs> to fifteen, I think is a healthy range for the Packers. Yeah, it's like they could have a really good game, and then the next game they could completely shit the bed against yeah. even a worse opponent. Well, Just I mean, somehow. look at fucking Minnesota last year, right? Yeah. Dalvin Cook running all over them. Yeah. And then they'll just get three picks off like Mahomes somehow, and then it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. it's They're very hard to judge. I think they have the second best corner in the league in Jair Alexander behind Jalen Ramsey. But um, their over-unders at 10.5. And, and judging off, I, can, I think they, out of the... Six games that they have in their division, I think they can get five. Oh, very easily. I if not, they're gonna if not six sweep them. Yeah. I just think the one is like Minnesota. N- yeah, Minnesota. Yeah, but yeah, I I think they're hitting the over at over. I think they're going over ten and a half. I just think yeah, this is they're, probably a thirteen win team. Right yeah, I. It's just everyone says it's like. Yeah, but their offense—they only have Adams as a weapon. It's like they've gone thirteen and three the past like two years, and that's been the storyline going into every season. So I don't think they're going to have a problem with hitting over ten and a half wins, especially with the extra game. Oh yeah, and you know what? That, that's so bullshit because they don't just have Adams; they have Aaron Jones and now AJ Dillon, the quad father himself. Holy dude! I like. I like Dylan way more than I like Jamal Williams in this system because it gives them so much different versatility, you know, using Aaron Jones and then boom, hit him with the AJ Dylan and Tanyan. 
that is the most efficient tight end season ever. I could see catches, it. eleven or thirteen touchdowns. Like yeah, I think yeah, I th- eleven touchdowns sounded right to me. And yeah. I think he could finish with like the most touchdowns out of any tight end in the league this year again. Like I just, I think like, he could finish with eight touchdowns easily. Like easily, like in the red zone. Like yeah. I, he just eats him up. It's he's such a big target, easy, quick pass with for Rogers. Like yeah, I. I like a lot of the Packers, and they're just a consistent team that is easy to hit the over with. Yep, so, I agree. Uh, we'll shift to the Vikings. Uh, hard to sleep on a Zimmer defense, right? They always, oh, yeah, especially after last year. Yeah, they always find ways to compete hard, which is why I think they're going to be. The only team in this division to split with the Packers. Mm-hmm. If the if the Packers were to split with any team, it would be this team because that deep, that offense. You got Thalen and Jefferson, and then you got Dalvin Cook, and then also another very good handcuff running back in Madison. Yep. And it's just a matter. The biggest storyline with this team, and I think everyone agrees with this, is what Kirk Cousins are you getting that week? Yeah, are you getting prime time or are you getting 10 a.m. Kirk? Yeah, because he's there was a stat out there where he th- throws the most accurate ball in the league, but it's either it's like dead on target or it's just like not Complete there at miss. all. So I think yeah. his average is high because he's thrown a lot of on the money passes, but also. You got Jefferson, who broke away from a lot. He created a lot of separation last year. Yeah. So I think Kirk is holding this team back, but also it's like he's come to play often. Oh yeah. So, well, like, give me your opinion on the Vikings. I feel I've been talking too much this episode. Oh no, no man. Uh, like Mike Zimmer, this positive regression for his defense, right? Like. Last year was the clear outlier season. He's not that kind of coach that just says, all right, well, this is going to be the new norm. No, 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 no. He's going to go head-to-head, toe-to-toe with any team this year, and it's going to be a running team first. You know, that's yeah. who Dalvin Cook is. And unless he stays healthy or if he gets injured, that's when you kind of say, okay, the Vikings are kind of only one-dimensional now, and it's how much do you rely on Kirk Cousins. And I know Madison is very serviceable, but – He's not Dalvin Cook, you know? So what's the over-under for uh, Minnesota here? Eight and a half. I like the over. I like the over on this team because I can see them getting five wins in their division, max or minimum four, right? And then I see them beating the Cardinals. I see them beating the Bengals. I see them beating the Cowboys. And I see them beating... uh, the Panthers. So that's already like nine there if you really count uh, the five wins. So, and then they could easily, well, not easily, but they could go up against Rams very well. They could go up the Steelers very well. They can go up against any NFC West team. So they always play the, they always play the Seahawks super hard too. So that's an yeah. interesting one. The thing with the Bears or like the Vikings with playing the Bears, the Bears also play the Vikings very well too. So I think that could easily that be split. True. That could easily yep. be a split, I think too. This is like 
as much as sometimes the Bears get shit on, like they have a very underrated team. Like they've always just been a quarterback away from competing hard. Like you, people oh, yeah. forget that Trubisky got them to ten wins, or like he was the quarterback to a ten win Bears team. And yeah, if, he was two years ago. Yeah, and if Fields can come in, and I think he's everything better than Trubisky. Mm-hmm. Like I think I think Fields comes in like week three. Like I think he comes in pretty quick. When do they play? When do they play the Bengals? Week they play two. pretty. Yeah, they play in week two, right? I yeah. think f- Fields no later than week four. Depends. I agree. Depends how the in, depends how the reunion game with Dalton goes, right? He goes to Cincy. How does that go? Does he suck that game? If he sucks that game, then Fields goes in. Yeah, he goes because in rounds. so because I think that Bears team is a different level when Fields is playing. But for the Vikings, I'll, I'll I think I'm gonna go under. I think they go under. I think they're like an eight-win okay. team. Oh, but, so you're like right on the cusp, almost. Yeah, kind of like with Arizona. I think they're yeah, just okay. like very on the money there. I can easily see them getting. I don't think they hit double digits wins. So if it is over, then it is like it's a they're a nine or eight-win team for me. I'll yeah. say, yeah, I think they're. Uh, I'll set them at eight. All right, wins. all right. Uh, the Bears. Um, I think obviously I think their oh, identity. Bears. I think their identity is their defense. But I mean, Fields has looked good this preseason. So, what are you looking forward to with this Bears team? And kind of how do you see their season? Uh, I'm looking out? to see how short of a leash Andy Dalton has with the starting quarterback position. Yeah, I looked at Fields and I looked at some of the plays he made and. Uh, this this guy, you know, he he's gonna make some people regret not taking him, you know, top five. I feel like, you know, he uh he looks fucking good. He looks crisp. And yeah. you know what? No no shame or no shade to Andy Dalton here, but I would take Andy Dalton over Trubisky and Foles nine times out of ten. So <laughs> If Andy Dalton plays good, you redshirt fields. You know, if you're like, if you're four and four at the halfway point, I feel like that's a very, very uh, decent place. <laughs> yeah. And the last half of the schedule is, it could, you could easily end at a nine and eight or eight and nine season. Yeah. For Chicago. And for that reason, I have them hitting the over. I think seven and a half is low for this team because I think yeah. as much as the leash is for Dalton and as much as I think Fields should be even fucking starting week one because I think he just brings this team to another level, they'll maybe let him breed a couple games, let Andy Dalton screw up a couple times and then throw him in. But I mm-hmm. still think Dalton is somewhat serviceable. But I just think Fields is the better play for this team. But I still have him as... If it was Andy Dalton for a full season, I'd probably pick the under. But I still think that this, their offense, Darnell Mooney is going to take a big step this year. I really like Allen Robinson and Cole Komet. Yep. I've heard a lot of good things about him. And then you got defense, like every level. You got Jackson, then you got Roquan Smith, then you got Khalil Mack and Hicks. And yep. I just like a, 
lot about this team is just quarterbacks always been skeptical. But yeah. I think if they can get Fields in there, then they're a very scary team. You're forgetting about one like really really good player on the offense. So. Jimmy Graham, Reds, red zone stealer here. <laughs> You're telling me that guy still doesn't have it. No, I'm kidding. He, uh, oh man, I just, yeah, I, I think the Bears can easily be a nine-win team. Yeah, me too. Yeah. The Lions, um, hmm. nice. The, the NFC South. So. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I hope you really don't have any Detroit fans because they're not going to like what we have to say at all. I mean, like, they're bright. I think their only bright spot for this team is, like, DeAndre Swift and Jeff Okuda. And Okuda still had a very sus rookie year. But cornerbacks, I think that's probably the hardest position to be a rookie in is cornerback because of how elite the receivers are in the NFL. So mm-hmm. I'm not at all worried about Okuda. I still think he's going to be a very special player. Oh yeah. And then DeAndre Swift. He's expect like expecting big things. But it's just like the Lions are in a position where they're just biting kneecaps and they're just going to be rebuilding for the <laughs> next 5 years, right? So So um, what do you think they uh or what's the over under here for them? 5. I uh, take the under. That's yeah. free money. Yeah, free I got money. the under. Yeah, I got the under with them yeah. too. Yeah. I see them only winning like two games this year. Like two, like three games, three, four, maybe. Yeah. Four is, and four I, is like somehow they somehow. Some way, somehow. What's their depth chart looking at? I gotta search. Don't some. look. Don't look. Is it, it? You know, it's bad when they sign Brashad Perriman to, you know, a two-year fully guaranteed deal, and then they cut him. <laughs> Like they just they just caught him, and I'm like, man, what the fuck are you doing? I like yeah. Dan Campbell as a, actually as a head coach. I think he brings a lot of like feistiness to the no, locker yeah. room. Yeah, I think it's it's gonna be very fun to watch Lions games just to see how. Mm-hmm. Every, and I like, like the way that he built uh built in the draft this year by yeah. not doing the stupid thing and taking Panesu well. You know, and even that, like, yeah, he's had a hard uh, training camp. I heard, but like, he didn't play for a year. Yeah, like this guy's a rookie. Like, I hate how people bag on rookies so much. Yeah, right. It's a huge step. So, um, how do you have this division playing out? Uh, I think it's pretty obvious. Uh, Actually, it might not be obvious. I say Green Bay, Minnesota, Chicago, Detroit. Green Bay, Chicago, Minnesota, Detroit. All right. Like, I think the Bears. It's going to be Bears have nine, Vikings have eight. Like that's yeah. how I feel. Like it's it's gonna be so tight for that second it is. place. Maybe a wild card team from, maybe 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 very um decent chance. The NFC South. Um, we're not gonna start with your team quite yet. You know, I see those nipples getting hard there, buddy. I know that. I know. <laughs> I know they're piercing through the. Kamara jersey, but oh we'll yeah, start... the four and the one yeah. are looking hot right now. Yeah, <laughs> we'll start with the defending champs, uh, the Tampa Bay Bucks. They bring back all twenty-two starters. Tampa Bay Brady. He came out with the quote, and he's like, 
I'm 44 years old, but I feel like I can throw the ball like I'm like a, when I was 24. And then you show his highlight tape from last year, and it's like, yeah, yep, he can. He yeah, still he can. can. Like they showed a clip of him throwing a touchdown last year to uh, OJ Howard, and it was like 35 yards dime right dime. over the right yeah, over the linebacker. Talking about. And then they showed him when he was 24 throwing for New England, and I'm like, I was almost a nicer throw last year. <laughs> yeah, it probably was a nicer throw because like, you know, he's had 20 years of experience. Like, I just. Like I, I don't understand what this guy is doing. It's he's next. He's not even human. Like yeah. But um. Until until you see him lose three consecutive games, take Tampa Bay over anytime. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. There's they're overs at eleven and a half. Easy I think over. They, they I could don't be even a, need to look at the schedule. They could be a thirteen fourteen win team. Oh, I, easily. Yeah, I, I'm very high on the Bucks, And to make this team even scarier is that reports have come out that A.B. is looking like himself four or five years ago when he yeah, was Yeah, I saw that when he was on the Steelers, so, yeah. So it's like, bro, are you kidding me? Like, Mike Evans, Godwin, and, and A.B. AB. And you have Gronk and you have O.J. Howard coming back, who's like a young. And, and Cameron Bray. Yeah, and he O.J. Howard is like a top five tight end when he was like healthy. He's just been battling With injury Jimmy's, the past yeah. few years. So it's like, bro, this. I know. And they, and they have like a top five defense in the league too. So. Easily. Yeah. Over under 11 and a half, easy. Um, next team, Saints. Take it away. Oh, Hayden. now we're going to. Okay. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, well, you know, this is the first year without Drew Brees. And who yeah. does and who replaces him? It's not the fucking running quarterback. It's not the punt blocker, kick returner, tight end, running back, receiver, could play safety or middle yeah. linebacker, yeah. edge rusher, Taysom Hill. No, it's Jameis fucking Winston, okay? Which is the right play. It's the right play. It gives them the most talent, especially with yeah. Michael Thomas being injured. Jameis Winston, all right, let me write you the narrative. This guy is talented as fuck. Don't, don't let the 30 for 30 season distract you from anything that he cannot do, okay? He is such a great quarterback. And I know I've definitely hated on him when I played or when the Saints played against him. That's obvious, okay? Yeah. But I didn't know he couldn't see. I knew that he didn't have anyone to learn from. And his last season with uh, as being a starter was hampered because it was in the Bruce Arians air raid offensive system. All right? You look at Tom Brady, you know, look at how many picks he threw this year. It was an outlier. He threw 14 or like 13 interceptions in the regular season. Like, that's just not normal, but that's just because of what Bruce Arians does. You let him go with a little bit of a, you know, just fucking fling it out there. James is going to do what Jameis is going to do. Now, the defense for the Saints is their cornerstone right now. They, the scariest part, actually not even, because we just signed Desmond Trufant, and that's going to be, like, he's serviceable. He's younger than Janoris Jenkins, and I think he's, better than Jenkins. Um, their defense, we have seven linebackers on the 53-man roster. That's insane. Um, defensive defensive line, sorry. Uh, Cameron Jordan is now the smallest guy, uh, again, or uh, 
along the defensive ends. And he's a very he's, big human. Yeah, he's six foot four and he's the smallest guy, which is fucking hilarious. And then Onyemata getting that six game suspension, that's rough. Obviously, that's rough. Um, a lot of people say that they lost talent over the whole team. Uh, Jared Cook fumbled away Drew Brees' last season. Josh Hill, great blocking tight end, but you got Adam Troutman and you got Nick Vanette, who uh, he's on the short term IR. And they didn't really lose a lot. The biggest and best piece was the fact that they lost Drew Brees, but I see them being better this year because Drew Brees could do or couldn't do one thing Jameis can, and that's throw the ball 20 plus yards. Yeah, Brees has shot the past like three years he was playing. Exactly. Like, look at Alvin Kamara's receiving. Uh, numbers throughout the last four years it's 81 81 81 82 that's all drew Brees does you know and today latavius murray was just cut tony jones jr up and coming running back if Jameis plays how he played against jacksonville then sky's the limit for this saints team and after hurricane ida just came in they're not even playing their first home game at home it's gonna be in jacksonville where aaron Rodgers has a career record of three wins and four losses. They knew what they were doing going into that. So I look at, you know, this schedule and I see so many people are down on them. I can see them easily splitting their whole division. I could see them crushing the Giants, crushing the Eagles, crushing the Cowboys. And uh, like the Bills, that's going to be a great game. Seahawks going to be a great game. Tampa Bay, I think they could they could probably go 0 and 2 and then Tennessee that's going to be another great game. So what's the over under? 9 and a half? Just 9 flat. 9 flat. It's either it's either a push or uh, It's either an over or an under, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's either an over, a push or an under. It's one of the two. Honest, honestly, I I say they're going to finish right at 9 wins. I think a push – I have push or slight under for the Saints yeah. team. But There's just a lot of risk factor towards – Yeah, there's just a lot of um, pieces on this team where it's just like you don't know what you're getting. They've had flashes of like – like Callaway, he's had flashes. But it's like how much can you hype up a preseason? I know it's hard for rookies because all you can judge them on is from preseason. So it's kind of unfair towards them. Right, mm-hmm. because you need something to go in. You need something to go into the season with, and that's preseason. So it's like there's only so much you can take from it, right? Where it's like you can say, "Yo, he went off for like 140 yards and caught two touchdowns. He looks amazing." But it's like, but he was playing against two and twos and threes. But also, it's like, what else was he supposed to do though? It's not like he went 30 yards against twos and threes. He did his job against twos and threes, right? I actually have a counterpoint. That was against their number one corner, Henderson, yeah. who was a first-round pick last year, and Callaway is a, a undrafted free agent last year. This yeah. is his second year. So, so, so even that. So it's just like it's it's so hard with preseason, right? Because like, yeah, exactly. like for the Patriots, Mac Jones is like he's the highest-graded rookie, but it's like yeah, but he was against, he's playing against twos and threes, and it's like yo, but it's like what else are you supposed to judge him on? It's like he's not yeah, going straight no, from Alabama to the regular season, right? So I think Callaway's looked great. James has looked great. I think that year behind Drew Brees has helped him a lot. That's gonna be the biggest thing for yeah. him. 
And one question I have, which is what a lot of people are thinking. Okay. Does Michael Thomas make it to November as a New Orleans Saint? Oh, yeah, 100%, man. Uh, I'm going to let you guys all know right now, okay? He wasn't bashing any of the Saints, like, organization. When he came out with, like, that cryptic tweet, he was referencing the media. But, of course, everyone's going to blow it out of the water and say, like, oh, this is against Sean Payton because – of course, at that one time, he didn't contact the Saints for three months, but it was uh, he had real estate agent or uh, not real. Estate, he had his um, house owner. He's renting a house in L.A. and uh, the guy was giving him shit about stuff. He did have a bit of a like sissy season last year when he punched Gardner Johnson in the face. That was a bitch move, but he suffered or uh, he suffered his consequence and I don't know if you saw, but him at the Baltimore game, he was wearing a Saints hat, a Saints shirt, Saints clothes, like Saints everything. So I think him and Sean Payton got this whole thing figured out. He's going to come back with Jameis, and he's going to be right in stride. I love Slant Boy. Call him whatever the fuck you want. Devontae Adams has a lower yard per catch rate than Thomas does. DJ Moore actually has been leading in slants for the last three years. So everyone can go shut the fuck up, suck a dick. Michael Thomas is a beast. I love this team. <laughs> All right. So he, so he is on the team. <laughs> yeah, he'll be on the team. <laughs> so what you're telling me is, <laughs> tell me how you really feel. Um, no, yeah, I, I I was skeptical on that, but um, no, I you make good points with um, all what you mentioned. Uh, the Falcons, they are a team where they have they still have a quarterback who can sling it, but they're still trying to figure out their defense. They just got a really luxurious pick in Kyle Pitts, but uh, give give me your two cents on uh, Atlanta. Um, going into the draft, uh, it was really questionable because I don't know if they're rebuilding or going for gold. And it's like, if you're going for gold, why not draft pits and keep Julio? So, oh, excuse me. (laughs) So I'm just so conflicted because they have a young defense They have a great high-powered offense. It's just why why give or why let Julio you know go? I think I think Julio wanted out. I think he wanted out too. But it's like come on, just ride with us one more year. You know, we'll get you guaranteed money. We'll trade you away after this year. We want to win now. Yeah. But ever since they did that, it's like Kyle Pitts is going to be a rookie tight end. Rookie tight ends never do good. Yeah. But uh, like, if he has a great game against the Eagles, I think he could be the next Tony Gonzalez. Wow. Yeah. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> can uh, Can Ridley be the top wide receiver this year? I know you. We talked about it last year with the. Uh, or last week, sorry, not last year, with the receiving yards. 
he could be the best receiver this year. I think I think I, he could, really... I, I think he could be like the Stefan Diggs this year. And like Ridley was even close to that last year. But oh, just yeah. the way like Diggs is because Diggs was always good, but he just but he never came had onto that, like... the scenes. And mm-hmm. because he was the number one target in Buffalo. Ridley yeah. was kind of splitting with Julio. Yeah, he might be splitting with Pitts. But Ridley yeah. is the high flying receiver in that offense. And he's and, proven he can done it without Julio. Exact that's exactly what I was about to say, right? So and Matt Staff Matt Ryan can still <laughs> sling it. He can From still what we've sling seen, it. Yes, yes he can. So I think Ridley can easily be wide receiver one this year. Like I've Oh yeah. It wouldn't like yeah, and they yeah, have a very I'm, favorable schedule. Yeah, coming it wouldn't, up for them. wouldn't surprise me at all. So uh, why don't you quickly run through the schedule, kind of like, yeah, just like kind of quickly rattle off the uh, games. All right, here we go. We got Eagles, Bucks, Giants, uh, football team, Jets, Dolphins, Panthers, Fal- uh, Saints, Cowboys, Patriots, Jaguars, Bucks, Panthers, 49ers, Lions, Bills, and to finish it off, New Orleans. Their over under is seven and a half. Uh, <laughs> I I got the under. I think. Can you make them win at seven and a, or can you like get a seven and a half for uh, <laughs> you know what? the picks uh, there? God, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's that's so tough. I that's like the Vikings over under for me. They got eight uh, and a half. I'm like. If they beat the Eagles on Sunday, they get the over. Okay. I'm calling it. I I think they're under seven and a half. I got a question. Was Fields okay. the right pick at four? Do you he think they should have gone Fields? No, but like I'm saying, do you oh. think they should have gone Fields? Like, was Fields the pick and they fucked up by taking Pitts? Man, that's so fucking hard. Okay, their narrative was win now, so they got the right pick. They just fucked it up after. Uh, if they really wanted to rebuild, in which I think they should have, yeah, Fields was definitely the pick there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. The Panthers. CMC returns. They get Sam Darnold. Not Aaron Donald. They get Sam Darnold. <laughs> um, off of a year with Adam Gase and reuniting with his number one receiver back in New York. Yeah. They get uh, they got J.C. Horn, who is a very like, I'm if I'm not mistaken, he's like a very physical cornerback and yeah, doesn't he let is. he doesn't let you lose one on one battles with him. No, he's a I, great man coverage corner. So I like the Panthers. I think they're they're doing the rebuild right. I think like D.J. Moore has finally bursted onto the scenes. Robbie Anderson's a perfect second wide receiver mm-hmm. McCaffrey is McCaffrey right there's yep. not much else to say about him and I think Darnold can really excel like I think he's in a very good spot oh huge with Joe Brady yeah yeah so they're over unders at seven and a half tell me how you feel about the Panthers and kind of your rundown on them and then we'll kind of hit their over under the Panthers have a very favorable schedule this year uh, if it wasn't for New Orleans being in their second game, 
I easily think they could have go five and zero to start the season, but instead I think they go four and one, just because it's that beneficial towards them. And then even in the middle of the season, they could also get like so many like they like this schedule is so favorable. It just depends on their defense. You know, I like their offense. Yeah. They have so much talent, but their defense is just kind of. Like, is it good? Is it not? I don't know. So it's going to be tough. The last half of the season or uh, the last the last seven games are Washington, Miami, uh, Atlanta, Buffalo, Tampa, New Orleans and Tampa. That's kind of rough. Yeah. <laughs> so but I mean, this divisions like the Saints and Bucks, like they've had past success. So obviously that's the reputation of that franchise so obviously they're going to hang on to that for as long as you can so they're always going to be a or not necessarily the bucks but everyone knows that the talent that the bucks have i'm talking about the saints like they've always been successful with drew Brees there so they're always going to be considered a tough opponent i think even though i have them under i still think they're going to be a fair fight especially when saints and panthers i think they're on a very even scale but yeah, I have those at seven and a half. I got him hitting the over. I think they're going over seven and a half. I think Sam Darnold's gonna have a very good year this year. Like he's not gonna be anything like MVP like, but I mean he's he can make the throws. Yeah. It's just can he be disciplined? And I think he finally has weapons that he can even be able to take the risks. And if he just has confidence with a better coach and he has his boy, Robbie Anderson, back, I like uh, I like Carolina this year. Uh, I'll, I'll go the over as well, but I'm not going – I'm not going any more than eight. Oh, fuck's sakes. Ugh. They're not going <laughs> any more than eight there, in in my opinion. It's, yeah. it's going to be close. Fair enough. I think they can hit nine. Why not? Like, I, Fair enough. I think they can edge out like a close game. But like you said, it's their defense that can be very... Can they show up? You know what I'm saying? Yep, exactly. All right, how do you see this division shaping out? One to four. Bucks, Saints, um, Falcons, and Panthers. You, Saints, but No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Bucks, let's be realistic. It's Bucks, Saints, Carolina, Atlanta. I already know what yours is going to be. <laughs> come on, just say it. I'll say Bucks, Panthers, Saints, Falcons. Yeah. Ah, uh, it's rough. But I get, I get, I get it. You know, it's it's similar to the North. I think Panthers and Saints could easily flip flop that two and three. But I just, I, I don't know. I, for some reason, I just think the Panthers edge them out on that. But yeah. I mean, who knows, right? So. Our division winners, I think we all agreed on. We have yep. football team, the Rams, the Packers, and the Bucks. So that's yep. the first four. Who's your uh, three wild card teams? Three wild card. Well, let's think back. I you definitely got to put Minnesota in. Okay. You definitely got to put San Fran in. And then if I'm playing the narrative, I have three teams that are like nine and seven. But I'm going to go 
the seventh wild card spot it's gonna be new orleans <laughs> new orleans yeah okay okay so i think 49ers and seahawks take five and six okay right i think three from the west are getting in yep now the two teams i'm flip-flopping between are the bears and the cowboys and the only thing that it's like when will fields get in for the bears to put me over the cowboys right if they wait too long on fields then who knows but also the Cowboys defenses. Hey. Right? Yeah, no, exactly. And they're my two teams finishing second, so I think they're finishing over Minnesota and New Orleans. And I don't think the Panthers are getting a wild card. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Bears take the third wild card spot in the NFC. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, and I I like the I like I th- the way that you kind of write that out there. And I think they edge out Arizona too. Yeah, like, I don't really see a lot of big things for Arizona this year. Like I have them all finishing on the same, but I'll tickle my fancy a bit and say that Chicago hits the third wild card. I don't think we right. did our picks for the AFC. No, we didn't. But I don't know if you want to r- rattle them off or if you remember them. Well, it was easily with the Chiefs, Chiefs at the top, Ravens second seed, okay, Bills third seed, and the South. The South ten. Eh, oh, that was my rough one. Uh, if everything goes right, Tennessee, and then the top wild card team would be uh, L.A. Then Indianapolis, and then the Browns. Yeah, I really like that. That's what I, like I would that. do. Yeah, so mine are the Chiefs, the Bills, the Browns, and the Colts. And then my three wild cards are now I'll go Titans, Ravens, and Chargers. All right. And then maybe New England battles for one, two. But. And those wild cards, I didn't have any particular order. They're all like the second seed. Okay. But I, th- I, yeah, think ti- I think Titans get the third wild card. Um, get the seven seed? Yeah, six or seven. But yeah, so that's kind of what I got. All right. The season awards. Oh, man. I love these. I love this. I these are my favorite. So we each picked for the MVP, offensive players of the year, often the not the uh, players of the years, the rookies of the year, the comeback player and the coach of the year. We both did kind of maybe a consensus who we think is the most popular pick or one that we like the most, and then maybe a sleeper pick where everyone it's kind of like they're kind of tucked under. Who knows? And then we have our AFC and NFC conference games, our Super Bowl, and the winner of the Super Bowl. All right, Hayden. We'll start at the top of the food chain. The MVP. The MVP? Oh, man. Okay. Who is your MVP pick and your sleeper pick? In his 22nd season, bringing back his 22 starters for his team, it will be Tom Brady. Tom Brady. That, that is my favorite pick. 
the guy showed he hasn't slowed down until until you see it visually. Don't fade this motherfucker. My sleeper, Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert. Guy's gonna carry his team. Tell me this. Yeah. Cause I was looking at odds and stuff. Okay. At what odds is it considered a sleeper pick? Because that's what I was having trouble figuring out. Because I liked Herbert as a sleeper, but I've also heard a lot of people, or like Herbert as MVP. Like I've heard some people say that. But it's like, so is he a sleeper? Even though he's at like on Fanduel, he's at like plus two thousand, the sixth favorite to win it. Well, that's twenty. I was just about so, to say that's. I'd say the sleeper is like twenty to one odds. Twenty to one. Okay. Yeah. Because I was very unsure. Because I went with a very deep poll, and now that I say like my AF, like AFC things, it doesn't really match up. So I'll say it anyway because I think the potential's there. But I that's what because I was unsure. I was like, when is it a sleeper pick? Like, uh, yeah, I'd say I'd say twenty to one. Twenty one. Twenty to one. Okay. Yeah. All right. I still like all my sleeper picks, but my MVP. They might contest for a perfect season. I think Patty Mahomes is going to win MVP. I think he could have won it the past couple years. He's always a safe bet. I really like the Brady pick too. I think he's going to yep. sh- like he's he's showed no sign of slowing down, and why not continue back? I think it's especially with how AB's looked. I like that Brady pick. Mm-hmm. Mahomes' offensive line only got better last year, and for some reason, I think that Super Bowl, he just has a chip on his shoulder. Yeah. And Travis Kelsey, he is kind of, he's still at top at the top of his game, but I don't think he's going to have this Travis Kelsey for much longer. So I think they're just going to, he's just going to tee off. And I think he's going to win MVP. My sleeper pick. Interesting. My sleeper pick. Ryan Tannehill. Ooh. That would be so cool if Tannehill won it. Yeah, AJ like Brown, AJ Brown Jones. and Julio, and then Derek, Derek Henry. Henry can still catch out of the back. He's very mobile as it is. Anthony Ferkser. So I don't know. It's just like I saw it and I was like, like he's down there, like, yeah. and I was like, hey man, he has the pieces around him to get some production. It's just a matter of like how will like the Titans overall do because their defense is kind of sus. And I have them yep. finishing the sixth or seventh in the AFC for the playoffs. But they could easily win that division and lock up the four seed. They could. Yeah. So yeah, he's my sleeper pick for MVP. Offensive player of the year. You go first. Christian we'll go McCaffrey. Ooh. Christian McCaffrey. Interesting. At what point does he become the comeback player of the year, though? Because he did play for three games, right? But then dipped again. See, that's a good point. Because I saw a lot of players on the comeback player of the year, and it was like they mm-hmm. just didn't play. I, th- I think comeback player of the year, like you're out for like 75% of the season for injury because – that's right, McCaffrey did come back, and then he just like kind of kind sat. of left again. Yeah, because injury again. So, so I think he's obviously still up there, 
but he's my uh, offensive player of the year. I still think he's gonna have a McCaffrey year. Yeah. All right. All right. Fair and enough. and to me, offensive player of the years go to non quarterbacks. That's just my oh, yeah. my thing. Yeah. So. Yeah. If. Yeah, I don't know. I don't really have much else to say. And my sleeper pick, Calvin Ridley. Oh, okay, okay. Calvin Ridley. just leading the team? Like, if he has, like, a Stefan Diggs year, why not? Yeah, no, true. True enough. If Atlanta does well, then I can easily see him winning it. Yeah. But I'll see, even even offensive well. Even offensive player of the year, I don't think your team needs to do well. If you have a f- unreal season and like, like I think Deshaun Watson last year could have won Offensive Player of the Year, but yeah, his team won four games. Shit of a team, yeah. Like Deshaun Watson had his best season in the NFL. Yeah, like he like, led the league in passing. The clear, you got to look at the clear outlier seasons too, right? Like yeah. with Derrick Henry winning last year. Yeah, rushing over two thousand yards. Michael Thomas the year before. Yeah. Catching 149 yeah. passes or something like yeah. just insanity. So, so like, I think your team doesn't have to do well. It helps, but I don't think they have to do well for you to win Offensive Player of the Year. I'll tell you what the the best all around season will be, and you know this guy he's kind of pissed that someone stole his receiving yard record uh, record for this position, so he's gonna get it back. Plus. He's going to tie. Uh, he's going to tie Rob Gronkowski Ooh. in the tight end touchdowns for 17. It's Travis fucking Kelsey. It is make well not even make or break. It's fucking pit, or Pistons are firing on all cylinders here. This guy yeah. is going to have a beastly season. I like that pick. Yeah, I like that a lot. And my sleeper pick is going to be Alvin Kamara. Guy's going to be the whole head of the offense for the first five weeks of the year. Uh, Jameis, hopefully he learns to check it down, and he was learning to do a little bit of that, which was nice to see. So, Plus, like Alvin probably uh, – Alvin could have won it last year, but Derrick Henry just fucking went off. You know, so, yeah, give me a sleeper Alvin Kamara. I like that. All right, defensive player of the year. This guy, he's a beast. A beast from the East, but then he went to the West, which is not entirely true. He was in the West, went to the North, actually. Uh, he's, a, he's a bear himself. It's Khalil Mack. Khalil Mack. Yeah, this, this is his outlier season to have 25 sacks. I like I Khalil Mack. He's, he's going up against some... Uh, B tier teams with B tiers, maybe even C tier offensive lines after just watching, looking at the schedule. So give me Khalil Mack, my sleeper. It's going to be Miles Garrett. I said that he was going to have the. Uh, I don't think Miles Garrett's a sleeper. I think you got to do better. I'm saying this now. You got to do better on a sleeper he's pick. Asleep. He's All like right. a top three favorite to win the whole thing. Yeah, no, that's true. All right. Well, then, quickly going at this now. Sleeper pick for Defensive Player of the Year. Aaron Donald. <laughs> <laughs> he might break out this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just might break out this yeah, year. Uh, this is... All right. No, you know what? 
Uh, this guy, it's a great cornerback. He's seen as a top three cornerback, but uh, I don't like that narrative because he does get a lot of passes thrown his way and he does make great plays, but great cornerbacks don't get the ball past their way. Yeah. That's what makes them great. Uh, but just because he is, and he's going to have so many, he's a great receiving uh, corner. It's Jair Alexander. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. For me, I got defensive player of the year, uh, Miles Garrett. I don't like much of the offensive line in the division, and he's with Jadavian Clowney on the other side. He's not going to get all the attention, so I think he's going to tee off this year. And my sleeper pick is, for that same reason, Chandler Jones for the Arizona Cardinals. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, With J.J. No, Watt, he's a beast himself. He le- He's led the league in sacks once before without a guy like J.J. Watt on his line. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. Could happen. Offensive Rookie of the Year. Um, This one, I branched away from Trevor Lawrence because I don't trust that offensive line. I still think <laughs> Trevor Lawrence is going to be the truth and is going to have a really, really great career. But something scares me. He's not going to have a lot of time to throw. And he might throw a lot of picks because he might just huck him up. But this guy, I think he will get in early enough. Justin Fields. Ah. I really like uh, like David Montgomery. I like Darnell Mooney this year. Allen Robinson has been the most underappreciated wide receiver in the league for the past couple of years. And... Yeah, I don't know. There's not much else to say about Fields. Uh, I like him a lot. He's an absolute gamer. And he rushes a lot enough to propel him up. And also, highlight reels can control the narrative. And he's gonna. I, th- I think he's going to be on the highlight reel a lot. So That's very I'm, true. And my sleeper pick is Javante Williams. Ah, okay. Denver. okay. Or, or Trey Sermon. But I think I lean more Javante Williams because I think he'll... Take over RB one quicker than Sermon will, but fair enough. That's me. How about you, offensive rookie of the year? I see this kind of playing out uh, from last year. You know, there was one clear quarterback who could win it, and then there was one clear receiver who probably should have won it. Yeah. Even though I'm on the public side of saying Justin Herbert, I feel like did more for his team because as a wide receiver and where he was, he wasn't getting matched up against the number one corners, but now he will. So that's why Justin Jefferson uh, did so well, but offensive rookie of the year, Zach Wilson, I think him and Robert Sala could really actually do something and make them Mm -hmm. or project them over, you know, more wins. I've even see Zach Wilson, maybe getting close to 4,000 yards Mm -hmm. just because he's going to be behind so much. And he likes Corey Davis and uh, he likes the whole offense from what I hear. So hopefully they do well. Uh, my sleeper pick, the receiver, it's Devonta Smith. Apparently he's the clear cut number one wide receiver in the Philadelphia Eagles room. It's going to be him and Quez Watkins on the outside and Rager in the uh, slot. So yeah, yeah Devonta Smith, he's probably going to have like a CD lamb or better season. I'd say not Justin Jefferson, but Definitely up there. He's just such a crisp route route runner. And you want to talk about highlight reels? This guy's gonna break some fucking ankles before he even catches some balls. Yeah. All right. Let's uh let's speed this up a bit. Defensive rookie of the year. 
Patrick Sertan the second. He's on a great defense in Denver. Love that. Uh, my sleeper pick, J.C. Horn. Very physical guy. Could easily put him up against some good number twos and see him dominate them. I got Quiddy Pay for Indianapolis. And I like he's just had a really good preseason. And I like him just especially in that division. And Asante Samuel Jr. is my sleeper pick. One also really good defensive rookie of the year that could win it is the Buffalo Bills uh, yeah. edge rusher that they got. I like him as well. Yeah. Comeback player of the year. Do we both have the same player? Three, two, one. Dak, Dak Prescott. Prescott. Yeah. yeah. Dak <laughs> yeah. Prescott. I mean... You see that offense. You see the way he played last year. He the man has heart. Yeah, he's he looks good right now. I love. Yeah. I I like Dak. Yeah, and my sleeper pick is Nick Bosa. Ah, okay. My sleeper pick is Saquon. Saquon. Yeah. yeah. Coach of the year. Who I'll you let got? you take this one. Me first. Bra- yeah. Brandon Staley for uh, the Chargers. Ooh, okay, the Chargers. Yeah, first year. Coming in. Yeah, like I honestly think they could be a team where they could compete with the Chiefs, like on any given day. Like if Herbert's anything like he was last year, and I think mm-hmm. he will be, because I think the decision making will be better with Staley. And uh, my sleeper pick, Sala for the Jets. Yeah, yeah, no, that's 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 a sleeper right there, just because it's the Jets. But like, if he can show any sign of hope. That carries mm-hmm. a lot in voting. That does. Like if no, that does. they they could lose a bunch of games, but if they're competitive, he could still win it because the it's all about the jump you made from the year prior, and that's why I think he could. Yeah, he could no, win. That's it. very true. Who do you got? Uh, my narratives here are almost like the exact opposite, almost. So, for my coach of the year, I have Sean Payton showing that he doesn't need Drew Brees to really run a tentative team. I feel like he's a great coach all around and that could really project him into uh, like, if he comes out and just knows what he's fucking doing, people are going to be like, wow, why did we ever doubt new Orleans? And my sleeper is so far from like any rookie head coach, but it's Bruce Arians showing about how smart he is to bring back all 22 starters. Yeah. No, fair point. All right. I want you to give me your AFC, NFC, and then your Super Bowl pick. All right. So the AFC uh, championship, I have Baltimore heading to Buffalo. Okay. Buffalo uh, is, I know I said in like my rankings, it was like Kansas City, Baltimore, but those top three could go either which way. Uh, except for being that I think Buffalo will be ahead of Baltimore. So that's why they're going to head to Buffalo. And then for my NFC, Tampa Bay hosts the LA Rams. Tampa Bay hosts the LA Rams. Yep. And uh, for the Super Bowl, Buffalo will defeat the LA Rams. And win Super Bowl 50. Oh God! <laughs> uh, let's see, Super Bowl twenty twenty one day. Fifty six. Uh, is it fifty six? 
68? Uh, I think it's... 58. Alrighty, so you got the Bills beating Baltimore and the Rams beating the Bucks, and then ultimately the Bills holding the trophy at the end of the year. I'm on a similar path as you. I got the Chiefs versus Bills facing Again. off. Yep. And the Bucks versus Rams. I'm with you on the Bucks versus Rams. But I got the Chiefs versus Rams in the Super Bowl. And I think oh. the and I think the Rams are winning Super Bowl 56 this year. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. So in a in a season where you know in the Super Bowl era no team has ever won the Super Bowl at their home stadium. The Rams, you're projecting, are going to win the Super Bowl at their home stadium. Tampa Bay just did that last year. I Yeah, I was referencing Tampa Yeah, that's my bad. I was referencing Tampa Bay doing that last year. So back-to-back years for you now. Yeah, I don't know. I think they have a bunch of pieces where they can get it done. They got a quarterback. If they've made it to the Super Bowl with Jared Goff, I think the team's only gotten better. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Why not? But um, Why not? Hayden, as you know, on the show, we always do something called Time for the Press. And today yeah. we have a question from a good friend of the show, if it hasn't changed since the last time I looked, Emma Houghton from the Did You Hear podcast. She said, is it Super Bowl or bus for L.A.? What would a disappointing season look like otherwise? I'm assuming she's saying the Rams. Yeah, I'm. I'm okay. assuming the Rams too. Uh, for me, I don't. I don't think it's Super Bowl or bust because mm-hmm. of how many good teams are out there, and they're not necessarily the favorite. But I definitely think they're in a different stage of winning now than they were last year, and I think Maybe. that's going to continue on. Like I think their expectations are going to be higher. I think they should be contending for the NFC title for years to come. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that it's Super Bowl or bust for them. A disappointing season would be, I think, even being in a wild card spot. Actually, no, I disagree with that because that division's so tough. I think obviously yeah. not making the playoffs is tough would be disappointing. But... Anything less than 10 wins to me is disappointing to them because of how good their team is. I think they can, they're, they're the best team in their division, in my opinion. So I think anything less than double digit wins is disappointing. Yeah. I'd say but, so. That That's probably the biggest uh, area where it's not Super Bowl or bust, but it's, what would you even call that? Like, you got to get to the, re- you got to get to playoffs. Like, because it's tough to win that division that they're in, but they should be good enough to contend for the division every year, and that should be good enough to get you a wild card spot. I agree. Three teams from that division should be making the playoffs. Realistically, the yeah, three teams can make the playoffs. And if Arizona is good enough, all four of them can make it. So I think LA <laughs> should be making the playoffs every year. But anything less than 10 wins is disappointing, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. All right, Hayden, that was super fun. For wait, I'm gonna check and see if I got any more. I don't think I did, but I you never know. 
I believe that's all. May switch accounts here. Yep, that is all the questions we have today. Thank you so much for coming on again. The NFL preview series is wrapped up and we are ready to go for Thursday. Give me a little prediction on what you, score you think is going to come down on Thursday. I just want you to really captivate this moment, right? Tomorrow, when this episode airs, the next day we'll have a football game on that day. Yeah. I just I just want to make sure that you know that. Football uh, easily back. It is fucking back. It is ready to go. Tampa Bay, uh, clearly a way better team than Dallas. Uh, uh, if you're asking for a score prediction, fucking 80 to 10. I don't know. Like, <laughs> but I think it's it going to be, be – I'm, I'm saying 42, 40 to 24. Oh, okay. Going offensive heavy. I think offenses tend to usually have a little bit of a quiet start. So I'm going to say – 30, 30 to 17. 30 to 17. Sounds good, homie. All right, bro. Like last episode, where can the people find you? On Instagram, Hayden underscore Barton. That's what I'm doing. Uh, Just posting. Obviously, just got back from a fucking gnarly ass camping trip this past weekend. That was fun. (laughs) Check out the gram. Yeah, chat, that was an absolute travesty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, man. That was bad. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you guys know where to follow me on Instagram, at Jevin.Lafave, on Twitter, at JevinLafave. Find everything for the show at LeftSideHeavy underscore. Uh, intro, outro music, as you know, is Savage by Tom Lavery featuring Six Man. And be sure to subscribe to the YouTube it's uh trying to grow the brand and uh if you're watching this thank you for uh uh joining us in this video and there's probably a weird cut near the end of it because my zoom storage was full so it randomly cut out the video unknowingly so this video might even get up later but um yeah thank you for watching thank you for listening nfl season is right here right now and couldn't be more excited for it but hayden Once again, thank you so much, and we'll see you guys next time. I just got a leg off. Went from ducking and fucking, and now I got put in the friend zone. There's no need for discussion, I just really loved how you get low. But I'm dipping, I'm cutting, the shorty ain't worth being ten toes, ten toes. I I just got a leg off, call me a benzo, paid all cash, I won't take no rentals, killing my vibe.